Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor at HowStuffWorks. And sitting next to me, as always, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Ahoy hoy, everyone. <laughs> uh, today we want to talk about some applications. And these are very, very, very tiny applications. Well, most of them are. Very tiny applications. Yeah, just a few pixels wide by a few, few pixels high, right? <laughs> exactly. Um in this case, we're talking about the iPhone. Um, and a few months ago, we probably wouldn't be talking about that. So, uh, you know, we really wouldn't have had much to talk about because it was limited. But the, with the birth of the iPhone 3G, the, the next generation iPhone, they opened it up to everyone to create their own applications. Right. And when we say opened it up to everyone, there are some limitations there. But we'll get into that later. That's true. That's let's, true. Let's, let's focus on the positive before we jump right into the negative. Well, the nifty thing about iPhone, and in my case, the iPod Touch, is the ability to use other applications. You're not just using it to make phone calls or, or shoot pictures or listen to your music. Um, these third-party applications can be anything. Um, there's a whole list of them. Right. You have uh, e-books. You have productivity mm-hmm. software, mm-hmm. games, more games, still more games. Completely <laughs> useless but still fairly entertaining Distractions. Yep. Yep. Uh, for the iPhone, which has a GPS system, you can actually figure out where you are and get, uh, get maps, uh, which is very useful. Um, calendar software, stock, you know, keep up with your stocks. Well, you know let's, 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 let's talk about some specifics here. I mean, okay. I mean we've got a lot of categories here. Sure. Uh, sure. One, go ahead. Uh, pick one of your apps to talk about. We can do a little back and forth. And if that doesn't work, then we'll, we'll, we'll take it. All right. Um, well, uh, one of the major, Categories we've got uh, that both Jonathan and I agree is a very cool thing is uh, music. Yes, definitely. And um, you know, both of us use streaming internet uh, radio. Yep. Um, and uh, I know that Jonathan wanted to talk about these, but one of my favorites, you asked, um, Pandora. Yes, Pandora. one of mine as well. Yeah, and both of us use that on our, our computers, and I use it on my iPod Touch too. So if you're wondering what Pandora is, uh, first of all, you need to get online and and check it out. Oh, absolutely. It is a really interesting, uh, especially you need to check it out before it goes away. Um, but it's a really interesting service. Uh, the idea here is that it's part of the Musical Genome Project. And what the people behind Pandora have done is they have analyzed music. They, they take a music track, they listen to it, and they analyze it. And when I say analyze, they, they write down essentially every single kind of aspect they can think of that describes that um, that piece of music. It's kind of like tagging a photo, right? You, you right. know, you're tagging this piece of music so that you're describing it in different ways. Like what, you know, what time is it recorded in? Uh, what kind of musical instruments are there? Is it a male vocalist, a female vocalist? Is it instrumental? What genre does it fit in? And what you would do is go to this service and put in a song or a music group that you like. And then the service looks for other musicians, other songs that are similar to what your, your, your so kind of your seed, the thing that you've planted to say, like, for instance, I have a, I have a, I want to be sedated radio station. <laughs> so it, it's off of the Ramon song. I want to be sedated. So there's a lot of, sure um, it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also want to be sedated, but there's a, uh, so what it does is it looks for other songs that are similar to that in some way. And it, it can, it can go pretty far. Like you can get some music that comes back that you're like, how the heck? 
did this ever get linked to it? And right. it'll tell you. So the iPhone application, it does the same thing. It allows you to access this great service and you get an internet radio station that you can shape. You can tell it if you like a song, you can tell it if you don't like a song and it won't play that song again. Um, and it builds a radio station based on your likes and dislikes. And so it's, it's pretty darn nifty, I think. That's true. Um, speaking of tags, last.fm, which is a, competitor of Pandora's. Right. Um, they do things a little differently, but they also offer uh, their own free, uh, both Pandora and Last.fm are free um, radio apps, and you can go by a tag or by an artist and listen to streaming uh, music online. Um, another one is AOL Radio. Uh, right. Those are those don't give you as much control, but you do have access to AOL's radio lists, and it's another free app. It actually, uh, even though I've never been a big AOL fan, AOL Radio, the the little app is actually pretty nice. Um, oh. And another pretty cool one is uh, Stitcher, which is um, also available online. You know, you don't have to have an iPod or iPhone to to use it, um, but it's sort of a talk radio version of this. It actually sort of stitches together streams of different uh, material. Like you might get a news feed and you get something from Fox News and then CNN and then NPR, and they'll be all put together in one stream. And there are different genres in there, which is uh, kind of nice if you're not necessarily interested in the, in the musical aspect in it. Right. But there are plenty other uh, music programs. Oh, sure. To be considered. I, I, I got two more that I'd like to talk about. Really I kind of figured uh, one is Shazam. This is actually a request. I, I got a request from from a, a fan who wanted to hear a little bit about Shazam. So Shazam is this uh, this app that allows you to identify a song just by holding your iPhone up to um, speakers where the song's coming out of it. It'll analyze the song and tell you what the title is. So if you've ever been, you know, walking by a store or you're in the car and the radio's on and there's this great song playing, but you have no idea who does it or what it's called. This will identify it for you, and it even gives you a link so that you can purchase the song through iTunes so that when you get home, the song's waiting for you. You can just sync it right up, and there you go. You've got it on your iPhone now, which is – that's pretty cool. Yep. And the other one is Madomi. (laughs) Now, Madomi, you don't even need to have – a stereo system playing the song. It identifies a song based upon your humming or singing that song. So I thought I would test this out. You can actually test it out online. You That's don't true. Have to, it works out of the regular computer as long as you have a microphone. Right. As long as you have a microphone, you can visit the website, Madomi's website, and uh, test it out. So I did. So here are the test results. The first <laughs> title is what I sang. The second title is what it identified. So it started out pretty well because the first thing I sang was Weird Science, uh, by Oingo Boingo, and it came back as Weird Science. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So then I tried uh, Istanbul, not Constantinople, made popular by They Might Be Giants. That also came back positive. I was like, ah, two for two. But then things went a little south. Uh, I tried uh, Land Down Under. Uh, it came back as I Want to Hold Your Hand, which, you know, I like that song, but it's not the same one. No. And then uh, I tried Rocket Man, and that came back as Runaround Sue. And then the kicker, I did Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. And I came back as the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> yeah, so uh, not flawless. or My singing or the application, not sure. Actually, no, I know my singing's not flawless. But. <laughs> well, you know, it, uh, it may be because the only song you know is the girl from Ipanema. It could be. Um, I, I, but Don't Fear the Reaper and the girl from Ipanema? Well, Honestly? okay. you needed more cowbell. I Obviously, I had a fever <laughs> and the only prescription. Um, oh, moving on. Yes. 
I was going to talk about uh, social networking, oh, okay, which is cool. a very, very popular category. Sure. Uh, Facebook is one of the, you know, uh, free downloads that's very, very popular. You could see a list of the uh, downloads available for the iPhone on, on the iTunes store, right. uh, whether or not you have them, just if you're curious to see what kinds of stuff, because there are literally thousands of these things on here. Yeah, we can't talk uh, about all of them. That's true. Uh, Facebook is a very popular free one. They, um, the original version of it I tried with my iPod and I wasn't crazy about it. The newer version is, uh, is pretty nice. It gives you access to the Facebook, uh, applications. Um, but there are other things that, uh, take advantage of the iPhone's unique abilities like Looped, um, which is again, another application that's online on uh, your computer, but it uses GPS. So it's a combination GPS enabled, I guess, um, Social networking service. So you could say, well, hey, I'm in downtown. I'm near this bar, you know, and your friends might yeah, meet you there or somebody out. might say, you know, hey, are you so and so? And say, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> How did you find me? How please, did you know where I am? Please stop stalking me. Exactly. Um, right. but a very unique, uh, application, uh, for the social networking, uh, capabilities of the iPhone, uh, is something that, um, one of the presidential campaigns is doing this year. Oh, um, right, right. There is an application called Obama for America, and uh, whether or not you're a, a fan, uh, and, and we'll vote for him, there uh, someone created an application that allows you to make calls based on the people in your address book. It syncs with the iPhone address book, and you can go ahead and dial people in there so you can make calls for the campaign if you're a supporter. Um, you can find events in your area, uh, latest campaign news, things that speeches that he has made, you know, where is he now? That, that kind of thing. And I have the feeling, um, that you're going to see more and more candidates taking advantage of this in the future. Definitely. Um, you know, especially considering uh, organizations like Twitter and, and, you know, uh, Pounce and some of the others are being used as campaign tools just by the, the average person. You know, people right. are posting things and hey, uh, you know, the candidates have their own Twitter accounts, but, uh, you know, I think you might see specialized applications like the one that uh, Obama's campaign has come up with this year. It's kind of a different way to use these things because it is so specifically geared toward, uh, you know, an event. Yeah, it's it's interesting that that politics is kind of catching on to this whole viral marketing thing. Oh, yeah. That, that things like the movies and, and, and advertising has been on. They've been on to this for a few years and actually like a decade now. And politics is just now catching up. And um and yeah, the iPhone is becoming a tool for that kind of thing. And and you were talking about social networks. We should also mention there are other ones that you can uh, access through the iPhone, including LinkedIn or oh sure or Twitter. There are many Twitter, uh, just like on oh, just like on your score. desktop. There's there's dozens of Twitter applications. Tumblr. Yeah, yeah there's a couple of Tumblr applications. Yep. And of course, if you have if there's a brand new site that uh, that you haven't yet found an application for on the iPhone. Well, first of all, rest assured, there will be one eventually. Right. And second of all, it has a version of Safari on it, which is Jonathan's favorite web browser. Um, <laughs> but you can, you can visit the web and that's a built in application too. So, um, that's, that's pretty cool. You can, you know, you don't have to wait for the application or if you are, uh, prefer, like I, I used the, the New York Times application for a while to check out the news, but I actually like the mobile web page that they use. So I, I got rid of the application and just go to the New York Times. I've site. seen that in several <laughs> reviews actually where, where in, 
there are cases where the application really just kind of replicates your experience of going to the website, which seems kind of silly when you've got the browser built into the device in the first place. But we'll probably see less of that as time goes on, as people begin to really grasp the best way to leverage the iPhone and, and not just try and make a, you know, a replace something that it can already do. Um, and there are some neat apps that, that turn the iPhone into something other than what it already is, you know, beyond just a phone. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple I'd like to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, there, there's, you mentioned ebooks. There is, there's applications for, to turn your iPhone essentially into an ebook reader, like books, for example. That's an application <laughs> that lets you do that. But there are others as well. But beyond that, there's a, there's an application called Remote. Which turns your iPhone into a remote control for iTunes and for Apple TV. So if you have an Apple TV, you can use your iPhone to actually control the, your Apple, Apple TV remotely. Um, then you have things like, uh, there's a, a graphing calculator oh, yeah. application that lets you plot functions if you, uh, so choose. Yeah, there are all kinds of educational things like, uh, flashcards and language, you know, language tools to help you learn new languages too. Those are, those are sure. pretty cool in that same sort of category. Uh, there's, uh, Mandelbrot. Oh yeah. Let's you plot Mandelbrot sets. <laughs> That's a little Jonathan Colton shout out there for any, uh, Joko fans. But yeah, you know, you can actually get that, that application and, uh, see what Joko was singing about. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool actually. Um, there are tons of these. Uh, did you have any other useful ones you wanted to talk about before we jump into the silly ones? Uh, actually, yes. There, I have a couple. Um, one of those is uh, sort of a favorite of mine. Um, I've been a fan since uh, the Mac switched to OS X of the Omni Group. They used to make applications for the next operating system and migrated. And one that they have um, for the iPhone is called OmniFocus. It's actually for the Mac, too, but um, – the OmniFocus is a productivity application. Uh, it's $19.99, um, but it is, you know, it helps you organize yourself and keep yourself uh, straightened out, which I need a lot of help with. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. Um, you know, just because I was going to not come to the podcast right. session today, you right. know, he's just, anyway. Um, but uh, OmniFocus is a really, really cool one. Um, there are lots and lots more of them out there. Uh, I just happen to be an Omni fan. Um, and this other one, and this was probably the first of what I expect will be many. Um, when I switched to the iPod Touch, I was kind of bummed out because, you know, when I plugged in my old style hard disk uh, iPod, I was able to use it as a hard drive. So if I had uh, – um, I'm in grad school right now. If I had a paper that I needed to be working on and I wanted to take a look at it at lunchtime um, at work, I could, you know, plug my com- my iPod into the computer and take a look at it. Well – you know, but this one I couldn't. And I was going, why did, you know, how come Apple took that away? Well, they did, but there are other applications that are bridging the gap. And Avatron makes one called Air Sharing. Um, and you can use it, use Air Sharing to uh, upload and download files wirelessly uh, to your iPod or iPhone. And it's uh, really useful because you can, you know, for example, uh, some I've got some free ebooks that I downloaded, and you can, you know, move them over and look at the PDFs without having to get the third-party application. And so I can, you know, transfer papers or articles or ideas for podcasts or stuff like that, and use that on my iPod in that way. And it's wireless, which is also very cool. 
Cool. Yeah, and there are other productivity software things we could talk oh, about. There, there are tons and There's, tons of awesome Jot games. has an application on there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Evernote has an application. Oh, yeah. I'm Evernote using Evernote has. right now, though I'm using it on my laptop, not on an iPhone. But and I, I, I should uh, – I just want to throw this out. We're going to talk about some silly stuff, but uh, just as a bridge, if you will. Sure. Um, and I'm not really going to get into a whole lot of stuff, but uh, games. The, yeah, One of the huge. cool things about the games in general on the iPhone and iPod is the fact that they take advantage of the accelerometer – which is uh, the thing that allows the iPhone to switch views from uh, horizontal, yeah, landscape to portrait, or uh, you know the the Wii remote to sense what you're doing and use your sure. remote as a putter or a lightsaber or whatever. Um, so you can. They have a lot of driving games like Pole Position or uh, Crow Mag Rally, another longtime Mac favorite. Um, and you basically steer your car by tilting the iPod or iPhone. Um, very cool stuff. Just the, the fact that they've taken advantage of that stuff. And there are big name games on here too, like, uh, Star Wars, the Force Unleashed, um, Spore, the, uh, Spore Origins, I think it is, um, which is the basic, uh, sort of a pared down version of Spore. And you're going, you know, these are not simple Tetris clones. No, it's, know. it's kind of turned the iPhone into a, a legitimate, portable gaming system. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's uh, a little stunning, actually. I wasn't expecting that when I, when I got so, in. Anyway. So can, can we get into the goofy yes, stuff? Yes, we could do the goofy Yay! stuff. Yay! <laughs> okay, so my first, uh, my first entry into the goofy is the virtual Zippo application. <laughs> and, and it's, here's the sad thing. It's not even the most highly ranked virtual lighter application <laughs> on iTunes. There are other higher ranked virtual lighters and all it does is display an image of a lighter, which you can then flick open and light. And it's just it's just a picture of a lighter. I mean, it's for those people who uh, want to go to a a concert, but it, the concert hall venue has a really strict fire code, <laughs> I guess. So when the free bird comes up, you can just light up your iPhone and hold it up in the air and just be a huge dork. Well, you know, if you want to go that route, we can talk about iBeer, which yes. is which is too is is the virtual lighter application free. Right. Or does it actually cost something? Because iBeer is two ninety nine a beer. <laughs> um, Still and this, cheaper than a real beer. And it, well, that's true, actually. <laughs> uh, but not nearly as satisfying. Although I guess it depends on what kind of beer it is. Um, iBeer is, uh, basically shows you a beer on your iPod. And this is another application that takes advantage of the accelerometer right. because as you tilt it, you know, to quote unquote drink it, um, it goes away. It goes away and it tilts and you, you know, the liquid tilts. There's also eye milk, by the way. There's eye milk? <laughs> so. That sounds you, like a condition. If you're right. If you, yeah, that, I don't, I don't recommend Googling that. But, but no, no, wait. Um, the, the developers of iBeer. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, I think Hot Tricks, uh, uh-huh. actually have a $12.5 million lawsuit pending against Coors, who came out with a version called iPint. Wow. And uh, they sued him and, and they removed the application from the store. So Okay. Well, I got another one for okay, you. Okay. Okay. Hello, cow. Hello, cow. It's I a picture of a cow. And when you touch it, it says moo. <laughs> I'm going to have to download that. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. That, I'm sure that will give you hours of entertainment. Not many people know that Paulette has the same sort of entertainment threshold as your average two-year-old. Um <laughs> I, 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 you know, since I have had a two-year-old, I would like to say that my two-year-old has a more sophisticated sense of humor. 
except now she's five and has a much more sophisticated right. sense of humor than I Significantly more sophisticated. Well, I mean, that, that goes back to uh, Freeverse, who makes some of my favorite Mac games. And I, I have purchased Burning Monkey Puzzle Lab for the iPhone uh, or iPod. Um, and they have Sim Stapler and Jared. Yes, Sim Stapler, I was going to mention Sim Stapler, oh, too. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, do no, that. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sim Stapler is one of my favorite Mac applications oh ever. Actually, both of them are. Oh. Sim Stapler is a picture of a stapler, and if you touch it, it staples. And it keeps a count. We should just call you times. Milton. <laughs> well, I had the rest of the floor on my desk. Swing line. And Jared, Butcher of Song, oh. is, uh, <laughs> he sings this, uh, I can't remember now. It's been so long. Argentinian. Uh, yeah, it's something like that. I remember, I, I've seen this one. I didn't write it down. And it, uh, you know, it, it only, you have to hear it to believe it. Okay. Well, how about the game Hold On? Have you uh, heard of this one? No, I haven't. Oh my goodness. So here's the game. There's a button. On the, that appears on your, your screen and it says hold. And the way you play is you put your thumb on it and you hold the button. And the way you win is that you hold it for longer than you held it previously. <laughs> it just tracks how long you hold the button down. <laughs> so, you know, you're like, I'm going for three days. Yeah. That's, that's the extent of that game. Right. You heard it here, folks. Uh, also cow toss. Cow toss. Yeah, it has an, a, another. There's, there's like a fascination with cows on the iPhone, but yeah, it's, it's a picture of a cow. We have the cows, the virtual lighter, and the beer. Right. This is going in a very yeah certain you know what? direction. They, when they get to cow tipping, then they'll be speaking my language. <laughs> but no, cow toss. You, you. There's a little picture of a cow on there, and you can drag the cow down, and when you let go, it flings the cow into the air. The end. Mm. <laughs> um. You know, most of the applications for the iPhone. Are, do you have some more silly ones? I have one more. Okay, one more silly one. Okay, this one this one just drives me nuts. Though. Okay. Psychic Move. Okay, so <laughs> okay. what Psychic Move does is it has a picture of a coin on it. Mm-hmm. And you are supposed to put your iPhone or iPod down on, on a table, stare at the coin, and try to make it move using your psychic powers. And then um, okay. I haven't actually used this. So I don't know if the coin ever moves. I mean, it, I think a clever thing to do is to program it in so that at random intervals it does move, thus convincing you that you do indeed have psychic powers. It says uh, that one of the claims on the application is that it will improve your psychic ability to the point where you can uh, improve your gas mileage. Okay. Of your car. Right. Not of your iPhone, but of your car. All right. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw that one in there. All right, well, but we'll wrap this up with uh, how about we talk about a little bit about some of the applications that did not make it into the App Store or made it in and then were subsequently kicked out. Well, uh, I, I was going to segue into that by pointing out that most applications on for the on the App Store are either free or they cost very little. Right. Um, a lot of them are one ninety nine, ninety nine cents, one ninety nine, two ninety nine. Some of them, uh, the, or nine ninety nine. Yeah, right. nine ninety nine. A couple of them, uh, OmniFocus is one, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, there are a couple others, dictionaries or you know twenty four ninety nine. Those are you'd think you might think, well, that's kind of pricey. Well, there are others uh, that are you know simply testing out the limits of what they can they can do. And this one was actually pulled. It was called I Am Rich. Oh yes. It cost $999. It was iPhone bling. Yes, it was. It didn't really do anything. It showed a picture of a jewel on your screen, which supposedly would be an advertisement to everyone around you that you were both rich and gullible. Yes, apparently. And so, I think a couple people bought it. Yeah, there was at least one case where someone bought it and then recanted saying that – I'm not sure if it was a he or a she. I want to say he uh, – 
thought didn't realize thought it was all a joke and didn't realize it was for real until he or she was, was charged nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Right, and yeah. um, I think that was pretty much the beginning of the end for that app. Yeah, because yeah. I think Apple said, you know what, I can foresee a lot more of these sort of cases popping up where people are morbidly curious and then regret it instantaneously. Talk about buyer's remorse. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but there are uh, most of the, there's actually a website <laughs> that was very elegant. Most, <laughs> there's actually a website called, uh, the iPhone application graveyard, uh, which is very interesting because, uh, I had been aware that there were a couple apps that, that Apple had pulled from the store. Um, most of them were things like Tris, which is a Tetris clone. Uh, and yeah, Tetris was, violation. yeah, a copyright violation. Uh, Tetris, the, the makers of Tetris, you know, asked him to remove it, which he did, um, uh, but there are others. Um, the big like one was uh, Podcaster. Podcaster that, and, and Mail Wrangler. Yeah. Both of which were basically doing, they, they, uh, Apple said they interfered with the functionality or, you know, where they were, they duplicated they were the functionality function, yes. of existing applications. And, and the Podcaster one, the interesting thing here was that it actually did something that the iPhone can't really do on its own. It not only lets you listen to podcasts, it lets you download them directly over the Wi-Fi network. Onto your iPhone, which is something that that Apple it doesn't duplicate a function because Apple doesn't let you do that. True. Well, I mean, you can you can buy music or applications direct and have them you know downloaded directly, but not podcasts. Right. So at least this not was now. this was one of those issues where I mean, it's still uh, there's still a lot of people on the blogosphere talking about this because it's it's one of those that's showing that there may be some uh, trouble in paradise. Yeah. But other uh, other applications were pulled for what what appear to be more obvious reasons. One of them was called Slasher. It basically had a hand holding a knife, and uh, when you use the accelerometer and make the slashing motion, it screamed. Yeah. Uh, well, there's also um, they, they there was also a pull my finger. Oh yes, which is you know well we yes, it would make a my flatulent humor. sound if you were to pull the virtual finger, and uh, it was pulled. Uh, or rejected rather. It wasn't pulled. It didn't That's make true. it into it the store. It didn't even make it. It was rejected because, uh, Apple said it had limited utility. I guess it just didn't have that massive amount of utility that virtual Zippo has. That's, that. <laughs> That's true. I'm just saying. Actually, if you go to the developer's website, not that I have, you can find the, there, there are several, uh, different, uh, <clears throat> fart noises, uh, <laughs> that they were using in the, uh, the app. So basically when you touch the finger, they would make a different, yeah, I think that's Fart expanded noise. utility. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, you know, well, you got that and you got Hello Cow. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, consistency is all we ask. Then there, then there's the, uh, the extra expanded utility of the, uh, jailbroken iPhone. Right. Um, stuff like, there's actually a MAME emulator, multi arcade machine emulator, uh, for iPhone, for jailbroken iPhones. I'm pretty sure Apple would probably consider that a copyright issue yeah. and would probably never let it on the store. And there's a, there's a whole Just host a of problems that come oh, yeah, once you yeah, jailbreak yeah. your phone. I mean, there's some good things that you can do with it, but it makes things like updates much more difficult, yeah. uh, especially if you don't want your tricky. phone bricked. Yeah. Um, and, and there's also that, that wonderful story about how Apple has a kill switch feature where theoretically what they might be able to do is uh, to put a, an app on a list that says uh, – this app is malware and needs to be eradicated. And then uh, through an update, they can tell all the different iPods and iPhones connected to their system 
delete this application. And even if it was something that you had to pay for, it could go bye-bye. Now, whether or not they'll use it is another matter. But that's got some people kind of worried about what the future of the app app store and apps in general on the iPhone is really going to be. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, one last one I was going to mention is uh, something called NetShare by Null River. Um, it was pulled from the App Store because it violated AT&T's terms of service. It allowed you to turn your iPhone into a, uh, a, mo- a modem, essentially. Yeah. So you could plug it in, I guess, and uh, use it as a modem Tethering for your computer. It. Yeah. Right. And uh, not That's a big so much with the OK. Right. Wow, we talked the heck out of this topic. No, we sure did. Oh my goodness. I think that and, we might have broken a record on this one. And the sad thing is there are thousands that we didn't even mention. Right. Well, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to save that for another podcast. Or six. Yeah. I can't wait till we get into the Android ones. Well, if you'd like to read more about the iPhone, we have How the iPhone Works, which is live right now on HowStuffWorks.com. That's right. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?